Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live's telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Good morning, Mark Lawrence. Pleasure to see you, sir. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, if I were any better, I'd be out of control. But fortunately for you, I'm no better. <laughs> You're ready to go. Okay. I'm ready. Boy, I got stuff here. You ready to I t- got a million of them, and they all itch. You're ready to tell me I'm wrong? <laughs> oh, well, that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live telephone talk show On The Mark. It's sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can call us now if you have an opinion about important topics and the goings-on of the world. 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, you can email us, as uh, five individuals have done. Or actually, oh, yes. Well, one of them twice. Well, yeah, never mind. Four individuals <laughs> have done. <laughs> at on the mark at wkok.com and we'll read them on the radio is that the very latest one no that's the eb one this is actually the very latest one so you pre-read that and get ready to read that if you would nah <laughs> okay <laughs> no i'll be happy, happy being... to help out <laughs> anything i could do to be of assistance no, see you you're today. doing just the opposite <laughs> one of our listeners sends me a text immediately and says joe's being oppositional defiant Really? Is, is that a disorder? That is oppo- it, is a, it is a thing, actually, it is. Okay, okay well, stop being oppositional defiance. Who sent you that, that, that my well, son? Now, who would know? <laughs> yes, right, yes. Okay. Well, he works in the mental health field, but so does my lovely bride, right. so she keeps me up to date. So, <laughs> all right. So, anyway, despite his opposition, he has some informed opinions on some things, but he's sorely lacking in other areas, so that's Joe McGranahan. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you and the, from uh, the media of your selection today to talk about the uh, issues of the day. Of course, the Tyree Nichols uh, death is one thing and the release of the video. Uh, Joe's got a connection to police as the mayor of Shemokin Dam, so I'm sure he scrutinized that. And he's talked in the past about the uh, de-escalation training that his officers have received, another training. FOP uh, was out with a statement on Friday saying how disgusted they were with the video and says it has absolutely nothing to do with law enforcement. It is just a uh, sort of a gang beating with a law enforcement premise. And uh, so the the world reacted over the weekend. I don't think any widespread uh, sort of riotous protests. I didn't hear about it. Well, you missed out. There were some. There were some in New York City and some in another. I'm trying to remember what other city there were. Uh, there were some a little bit of violence, but it wasn't overwhelmingly violent. No argument there. Well, and I think uh, part of it is the the racial dynamic is different. Although some of the analysis that yeah, you I heard, like, yeah. I, I love that because I heard a couple of the talking heads on MSNBC saying that five black officers beating one black man 
was an example of white racism. Hmm. I'm well, not certain how that plays out, but I'd be fascinated. Well, what was to hear their the explanation? I didn't hear the ra- the explanation. Okay, it's not, not really much of a contribution to the show, then, <laughs> no, is I'm it? I'm sorry. Well, it is. I think because it points out that the the left, when something doesn't fit their 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 narrative, okay. they make it fit. Well, they had uh, one of the guys from the FOP was on one of the talking shows. I forget which one over the weekend, but said there's still a power dynamic. It's not a race. You know, race isn't at the heart of it, um, but uh, there's still a power dynamic that goes with that. Well, there, there was no excuse for it. I right. mean, uh, the, the, the guy was obviously bewildered when he was drug out of his car. And I can't understand, you know, in that uh, they said this morning. I think it was on Fox or CNN, I was watching both this morning, that the officers during the course of the time frame issued something like 56 commands, some of which were contradictory, and in no way could he have complied with them. Because one guy saying, get on your back, another one saying, don't you roll over. Mm-hmm. You know, so and and they were just instead of listening to each other and somebody taking charge and saying, you know, this is what we're going to do. Apparently, they all had equal rank and just decided for some strange reason to keep beating this guy. It's terrible. I mean, it's, it, I think it would disgust any normal human being. Well, excessive use of police force is a, a, a dilemma that's still, you know, still present in our society, and. Um, but so is murder generally. I mean, I can't. You can't just blame police for this. You know, it, it's society. It's societal. I think it's, it's a problem we have in this country. Okay, so we, right, violence. We is believe up that in violence general. is an answer. Right, violence is up in general. All right, well, we would invite folks to call in on this particular topic, but it's not going to be our only topic of the no, day. Oh, we got other okay. stuff. Yep, we got other stuff, and none of the emails have that as the subject. Uh, the uh, no, but the Paul Pelosi attack is the subject of one of them, and I think it's interesting related. because it does point out to calls that have come in on the program. E.B. says, police released body cam footage of the Paul Pelosi attack, and it's horrifying. So many conservatives, including a handful of prominent Republican politicians and right-wing media pundits, made jokes about the attack at the time. I wonder if they think it's funny now. They probably do, because the lack of basic human empathy seems to have become a hallmark of modern-day conservatism. Oh, brother. Also at the time, fake news Stan was on your show spouting idiotic conspiracy theories about how the attack was a Democratic hoax. He said he wouldn't believe it wasn't a Democratic hoax until he could see the body cam footage. Well, it's out there now for the world to see. Will fake news stand be man enough to finally admit he was wrong, or will he come up with some other asinine conspiracy theory to replace the one that has already been so completely debunked? Time to put up or shut up, Stan. All right. Let's pick up the tone here a little bit if we can, Oh, I think this tone was perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. That's because you lack compassion as a conservative. So what are we going to do, sit here and sing Kumbaya for 90 minutes? Well, I, I think we can be reasonable and nice, haven't we you? We are. Ever, haven't you ever heard of a better angel? Are you not? The better angels of our nature, that was Abraham Lincoln. Right, well. First inauguration address. It's being brought up and talked about again, <laughs> so I time. prefer the worse angels of Right, our no argument there. Thank you. Just admission. <laughs> admission is the first step to rehabilitation. And recovery. Right. We would invite you to call us, 570-743-9565. That's 570-743. WDKOK. You can email us at onthemark at WDKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And uh, we uh, do have a couple callers waiting. So, Mike, go right ahead. You are on the mark first on this topic. 
Yeah, when it <clears throat> comes to the uh, situation in Memphis where the uh, fellow was uh, murdered, I was kind of an anomalous person. I wasn't aware, even aware of the situation until Friday afternoon, and when I heard it mentioned that they were going to release body footage of a black man being killed by five police officers, it kind of slipped by me, because normally when, they, when, when the me mainstream media doesn't uh, talk about the race of the perpetrator, you can assume he's not white, okay? And in this case, when they said five, that kind of tripped my, my, my thought process up, so I had no idea that the perpetrators were black until uh, I saw in the evening when they released the, uh, the video. So, so I watched that to the conclusion. And uh, as I usually do, I came up with the scenario to explain, or not necessarily explain, but the circumstances behind what led to this. And it's my opinion that in Memphis, crime was, you know, in the minds of the people that live there, totally out of control, not safe. Uh, and they needed something to be done, so they had a government that came up with this organization that I have since found out was called Scorpion, I think. Scorpion or Scorpio? Scorpion. And Scorpion. And basically, what it, in my mind, what it was was uh, individuals, the, the government probably, uh, local government probably got grants from the feds to come up with this program where they... they they said they're going to lower crime, and they, they brought these people in. They trained them a little bit. They bought them fancy clothes and all the latest high-tech gear, and they basically said, go out and do, essentially, and I'm going to summarize this up, what gangs do to defend their territory. So what these police needed to do was defend the peace in Memphis, and they basically employed tactics like gang members do, which includes violence. And... Uh, so, I, you know, it's very disturbing to me, that, that video. I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. But I think that if we really look under the hood, what happened down there, we're going to find out that there was a lot of, you know, primary reasons this happened and then a lot of contributing factors. You know, probably, you know they're going to say training. Uh, but the bottom line is the, these people were tasked with lowering crime, and they used force. And uh, what do you call it when you set examples of people to say, hey, this is what happens when you when you mess around in my territory? Uh, I, I can't think of what the name of it is. I think they call uh, it making an example of you. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, make an example right. uh, and then basically scaring the, the rest into not submission, but at least lowering the crime rate. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not, to me, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're saying, they, they even call on CNN, this is what disgusts me. They called it a lynching. A lynching. Now, how can you get that situation being called a lynching? The only way you could do that is if you have the reasoning that I have. But I don't think that CNN called it a lynching. I think they wanted to just draw the, the, the difference between whites and blacks, whereas technically... Uh, I, it's my understanding that lynchings were done to set an example for the rest of the, the black population. So technically, they're probably right, but I don't think that was their motivation for calling it uh, a lynching. But it, it's a very sad situation, 
And unfortunately, as you would say, Mark, we are in trouble. Well, just so you know, CNN's, and this was, I guess, uh, the night of the uh, Friday night or or Saturday night, whenever it was released, CNN's Van Jones did acknowledge that the police who hit Tyree Nichols were black, but he said, quote, they might well still have been driven by racism. He didn't bother to take the time to explain how, and of course that seems a little bit ridiculous. And the President of the United States came out, Joe Biden said, referring to an event in which every single participant and their supervisors were all the same color. Biden lectured the United States that fatal encounters with law enforcement have disparately impacted black and brown people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have a lot of dynamics and not just white on black. That certainly is one that we talk about and we'd like to solve in the U.S. But I also think you have uh, the oppressed versus the oppressor, uh, police uh, versus criminal. It's uh, you have uh, individuals in the black and brown community where poverty is more prevalent, so you have that. So I think there's a lot of power dynamics. I think that may have been what the, the president people, was talking Mark, about. And it, I'll just hold on a minute. Let me finish one Let okay. me finish one sentence. I did. Okay? You've interrupted me six times today. You won't let me say anything. I think there is uh, effort in this country to try to call attention to black and brown communities as still being held under the thumb of police. Whether the cops are black or white isn't is nearly as important as the fact that there's still a conversation and still a feeling and still a sense of oppression in those communities. But isn't it a matter of people being bad, not institutions being bad? There are there could have been five other entirely different police officers who responded to that call and would have reacted entirely differently. You can't say that systemic that's a systemic problem with police when it's a personal problem. The same way guns are. You and I both agree that we need more help with mental health with respect to people who have guns. The same thing's true about policing. In this case, three of the officers were hired after the Memphis Police Department lowered its standards after all the trouble of recruiting police officers. So here here you have a self-fulfilling prophecy. We can't get good people to take these jobs because of the way we treat the police, so we hire bad people who behave badly. Do, do these scorpion units bring down violence? Well, well, it's, it's street crime units typically have been effective in other parts of the country. They've been effective in New York, but they're also the kind of thing where they give these police. Uh, I heard uh, Lawrence Jones on Fox yesterday, uh, and he made more sense than, than I've heard from a lot of people. He said, we take these elite units, and we give them a dangerous assignment, and we also cut them a little bit of extra slack. We realize that because of what they're dealing with, they're not going to have the, be held to the same standard as other police officers. But in this case, these guys were out of control. Mike. What, what Joe just articulated is exactly how I believe this happened. You know, there's a saying, desperate men have been known to do desperate things. The mayor of that city was desperate. She needed to get crime under control. The guys had a tough job. They did desperate things to bring it down. And if we look back and find out that crime was coming down, that which gets uh, rewarded gets repeated. In other words, if if the goal is to bring down crime and it was was being brought down by these measures, those measures are reinforced and and it it perpetuates. So all I'm saying is we got a problem uh, of violence in the cities. Violence is everywhere, and it got worse during the pandemic. And politicians are trying to do something about it. The federal government's trying to get it under control. And uh, this is just one of those things. And to be using it as a, a, a racial thing, uh, calling it a lynching, and trying to divide people, 
this is a, an American problem. This is, to me, this isn't a racial problem. Just for the record, the mayor of uh, Memphis is Mayor Jim Strickland, not a woman. Oh, it is? Okay, well, I'm sorry. The, the police, the chief of police is a woman, correct? That's correct. Yes. Right, and, that, and she's the one that's cast. You know, the mayor, the mayor sets out, this is what we want to do, and the, the chief of police has to decide how it's going to get done. And, and everybody <laughs> wants the results. The people want peace on the streets. And uh, my, my guess is, and this is just a prediction, I think we'll find out that this statistic will show that uh, crime was coming down as a result of these uh, people uh, in the Scorpion unit. Right, and you have to look at the right statistics. What we learned over the weekend was that overall crime per capita goes down, but incidents of run-ins with police go up because there's increased enforcement. These Scorpion and other crime task force tend to be more violent and have more confrontations with individuals than than lay officers do, sort of -of run-of-the-mill patrol officers, for lack of a better phrase. So you really have to dig into the statistics. Don't just say that Scorpion units make crime go up, because that's because of the increased enforcement. All right, Mike, thank you so much. But great you, great you points all. They, they, thank you, Mike. You said the police were more violent. I don't think there's any any indication that police are in these units are more violent, per se, except they deal with more violent crime, which often requires that kind of response in return. To just say they're more violent indicates that no matter what encounter they, they are involved with, they're going to resort to violence. And I don't think that can be proven. Yeah, I think you can find out that they are more aggressive, but that's, oh, that's because true. because of their uh, their mission. Right, is I to, agree with is, you. Is to stop crime, confront it. Yep. All right, stand by stand. We got uh, uh, what is, what is he lukewarm stand? They call him or whatever. No, uh, oh. fake news stand. Oh, no, sorry, that's not a good name. <laughs> All right, stand by, sir. And uh, but that leaves three open lines uh, that can be occupied by dialing five seven zero seven four three nine five. That's 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, as one individual has done, and you or one new individual, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the out of auto repair. Welcome back. It is the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Uh, On the mark, our telephone number, 5707- Something funny? Yeah, I was thinking we got CNN, MSNBC, and now we have FNS, fake news stand. Oh, come on now. <laughs> now that is not true. No, he's on the lineup. We're giving him a chance to redeem himself here. <laughs> not necessary. He does a good job all the time. Good morning, sir. Oh, as far as EB goes, she has no room to talk. Wasn't she complaining about Trump being a Russian asset for years? 
I believe she may have felt that well, way. Well, he was a Russian asset. It's just Trump didn't yeah, know Yeah, okay, Mark. Yeah, it's, just, okay. it's just that you he didn't that. know if that's it. What, if that's what makes you feel good, you go with that. <laughs> no, I mean, to the Russians, he was an asset. It's just that Trump didn't really? participate or know really? it. <laughs> Come on, quit spreading fake news like EB does. Now, as far as Pelosi goes, you know, hey, I watched the tape, and, yeah, things were a little strange there, and... My question is, why did it take three months to release that? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's the question. So my thinking is the Democrats thought they had something to hide, and I don't think they had anything to hide in that. It wasn't his fault anything happened there. Now, as I said at the beginning, I heard that they were both in their underwear. I was mistaken, E.B. Paul Pelosi was in his underwear. The guy was in shorts. Okay, so how's that for you, B? Does that satisfy you? That was that was that was your fake news that I said he was in shorts. But I do want to know why they withheld everything and put put a seal on on his testimony, uh, his uh, his statement, uh, depes or whatever, deposition Depe or something, deposition? Yeah, deposition or whatever it was. Yeah, why why all that was uh, suppressed for three months? Because in my opinion, that body cam doesn't show anything that Pelosi did wrong. He answered the door, and he was holding on to the hammer. Okay, now that, that, that I put out there. Well, for whatever reason, he I guess the guy was trying to hit him with it, so he got a hold of the hammer, and that's when, you know, when the cops told him to drop it, that's when he attacked him. So, yes, what I said was partially true, E.B., but you still consider that Trump is a Russian asset, so let's talk about fake news. Now, that's over. I'm done with that. Joe, I have a question for you. All right. It's a I simple got one. It has to do with smoking dam. Okay. What on earth? They're moving a lot of dirt there when you come off the bridge from Sunbury. What's going on there? Is that part of the <laughs> that's bypass? The, yes, that's the Route 61 connector. Oh, is it going to connect into that? To the bridge. It's going to connect. Oh, okay. There'll be a separate exit there. There'll be a new stop intersection between the current one at Baldwin Boulevard and the one at 8th Avenue. It'll be somewhere in the vicinity just to, to the north of Bob Evans. And that's why they're taking a lot of uh, a lot of land there. It was designed that way so that Joe could hear the highway <laughs> from his home. Well, they cleared a lot of land because part of it will be net. They need areas to store equipment, to store supplies. Eventually, a lot of that area will be reseeded and reforested, and, and you know it'll look more like the residential neighborhood that it has looked like beforehand. But just for the record, the Burr Shimokin Dam uh, supported very strongly what was originally called the Old Trail Alignment, which would have brought the bypass up the Old Trail and crossed over where at the time God's Holiness Campground was, but it's now a Monroe Marketplace. And then there would have been a Route 15 connector that came out somewhere in the vicinity of uh, north of Ted's Landing. But uh, that uh, got shot down. And, you know, we supported a Route 15 connector instead of a Route 61 connector, but that got shot down. So, you know, well, at some you point... You can get, I guess. Yeah, well, at some point, you either become <laughs> part of the solution or part of the problem, you know. So, and the other thing, you were talking about on the, on the bridge there, those, what do they call them, delineators? Yes, delineators. I came across there yesterday. I can't believe how many they got knocked off. Now, I'm going to put something out here that I, I, I don't have an answer for. Are people purposely hitting those things to knock them off, or, or are they crossing the center lane? Are they drunk or what? Well, because, quite frankly, I've always been taught when you drive, you try to avoid hitting anything. 
That could be. I mean, there could, there could. At first, they thought it was plow operators because the first time they noticed it was over the winter, and they thought their own plow operators might be hitting them. But it almost looks like somebody is targeting them to wipe them out because some of them you find like five or six in a row or ten in a row that are, you know, wiped out. They were sold to PennDOT on the, well, guarantee, if you will, that if they were hit, they would bounce back up. You know, but the, apparently we got the non-bouncing kind. <laughs> so what's the warranty? What's the warranty period on those things? I don't think there is one. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, PennDOT, to their credit, they realized that this was a, a possible solution to the problem, but then they found out how much it's going to cost to maintain it, and they are looking for other options. But so far, they haven't found any good ones. Well. I would suggest a steel guardrail in the middle, but I have a feeling that to mount the post that the guardrail will have to mount, they way too many holes in the bridge deck. Well, that's not the main issue. Know. The main issue is if you put something solid in the middle, if there's an accident there, the emergency equipment would have difficulty responding to it. Yeah, and this way they have right. lots of brakes to go across. Right. Lots, they of do have lots, lots of ability to cross over. All right. And, uh, until, until they replace them. So, but, yeah, I just had that question there, so. All right. You all have a great day, and uh, enjoy the day. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Thanks, thanks for uh, contacting us. We want to remind you, On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Homeless Wharf. Find out more about them at uh, sunburymotors.com. They invite you to do what I've done, and that's call the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Done so emailically. Set up my appointment uh, through the uh, app on the phone that comes with the vehicles there. So you go to the Ford Pass app and say you'd like to get some services. One of the trucks they gave me is ready for its 10,000-mile checkup. And this is not a new truck that's on the lot. This is the one that they're using to show off just how fantastic these uh, F-150s are. And it showed on the dashboard that it's ready for its $10,000 checkup or 10,000-mile checkup. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not that's that, one heck of a checkup. <laughs> I'll tell you what, bucks. though. It lasts forever. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it's ready for the 10,000-mile checkup. And uh, so you just go to the Four Pass app, say schedule the work. I think they schedule it for February 6th. I think that's a Monday. I can either drop it off at uh, 6 in the morning, or I can drop it off the night before, or I can make arrangements on Saturday to swap into a, a loaner. So that's just an example of how they've made your life easier with the Quick Lane and the Ford Pass app and the new F-150s and all the new vehicles, Hyundais and Kias. At the Sunbury Motor Company, do a I've done streamline your life online at sunburymotors.com. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We'll have some of this discussion and other discussions when we come back on On the Mark. This is WKOK. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mr. Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. And Mr. Rob Sanders on the other side of the glass. He's flying high because the Eagles did exactly what he said they could do. And that is to play superior over the weekend and beat uh, Joe's 49ers by... 
what, 31 to 7 was the final score. Well, the, I'm not a big 49ers fan. I used to be back in the days when Joe Montana played for them. <laughs> oh, jeez. And Roger Staubach was my favorite quarterback <laughs> at the time. But uh, I guess those days have somewhat passed. Uh, but then I moved to Pittsburgh and I became a Steelers fan, and I have remained one to this day. But I'm happy the Eagles won because they are a Pennsylvania team. Right. It's fabulous for Eagle 107, but, our great uh, sister station. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, guys. Yeah. Conundrum, though, Rob. Now, do you think uh, I'm on the, uh, the school of thought that the Philly, uh, the Eagles didn't treat Andy Reid very fairly, so I wouldn't mind him getting some revenge next uh, in two weeks, would you? I am the opposite. Uh-oh. As I thought Andy, uh, late in his tenure with the Eagles, lost the locker room and needed to go. I was among the, the most vocal Andy let him go people okay Uh, i'm happy he's won a super bowl with the chiefs but i i have no desire to see him win this one and now he's (laughs) going to try to win another one but i i i listen to fox sports all the time on wkok and i think the eagles have the edge going into this am i right i haven't seen a spread for it yet um i'm going to guess that they probably will have the chiefs as the favorites just because they've been there more recently with this team Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be so? it's got to be within three or four points. I would and think. Mahomes is hard to beat on any day. That guy's got guts. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. It'll be the first <laughs> Super Bowl with uh, two uh, African American quarterbacks. Yep. Were there an exceedingly large number of penalties yesterday against the 49ers, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, an inordinate amount. Seemed like it. And the yeah. game was taken forever. And is there more intentional grounding today? Although le- done legally, you know, squeaking by under the law. Yesterday. I don't know if there's more They throw it or out not. of bounds, you mean. Right, or just throw it into the ground. Yeah, well, they're allowed oh. to do that. Uh, right. Intentional grounding. But you well. rarely see it. And yesterday I saw it all, all all afternoon, both games. Yeah. Well, I'll take your word for it. No, I didn't, st- watch, the okay. second, didn't <laughs> watch the second game. Didn't Eagles, by it. the way, favored by two. You didn't watch the second game. That was a far better of the two games. It was indeed. But it wasn't the Eagles. <laughs> but now, <laughs> long, long story short, too late. My wife is a 49ers fan, so after that oh. game... Football was kind of taboo in our house. Oh no, okay. kidding! Yeah, this, you got to you got to cater to the sadness. That so, so we we watched a little bit air. of it, but not the whole thing. Okay. I have a I have a friend who's a, a rabid 49ers fan, and he was posting some pretty <laughs> tough stuff about the refs maybe being a little bit in oh, favor yeah, of the I Eagles. Actually, I had to snooze a friend who was just ripping on the uh, referees <laughs> and saying that they stole the game for the Eagles. It's like, I just didn't need to see that. I saw somebody <laughs> in Philadelphia give a 49er a middle finger outside the stadium on well, Facebook. just saying they're number one. Oh, oh, is Jerry, that what it was? Jerry Rice did that to Eagles fans inside the stadium yesterday. Oh, so. maybe maybe that's what it was. I just kind of scrolled past it. I thought, that's Philadelphia. And um, Okay. All right. Well, Super, yeah. I just think the Eagles are playing, are, are clicking on all, on all four cylinders or all eight cylinders really well. And um, of course, the Chiefs deserve to be there. That's how you get there. Is you keep winning and winning and winning. I get this too. It's both number one seeds. Okay, right. wow. made it too. So these are the best two teams in the NFL playing for the championship. That's what you want. And Mahone's ankle will be okay by then? I would think in two weeks he should probably be okay. fine. Well, it's a high ankle sprain. They take a while to heal completely. Okay. And the first time two brothers have faced each other in the Super Bowl That's on opposite right. teams. So Travis it's going to be Kelsey exciting. and Jason Kelsey, yep. correct. Going to wow. be a goodie. 
This is exciting. All right. Well, it thank is. you. It's going to be thank a you, great Rob. matchup. Great matchup. I can't wait for February to be half over. <laughs> <laughs> for many reasons. Yeah, for many reasons. Fewer arguing with Joe. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Rob. Really appreciate that. Rob Center is the program director for Eagle 107, which will broadcast the game in its entirety from right. Westwood One, and that will be uh, coming up on February 12th. So we'll, you'll hear lots more promotional opportunities about that. But, uh, yeah, he came out with the uh, promotional liners this morning, slipped them under our studio door so we'd be able to uh, talk about it and make sure everybody knows the game's going to be on the radio coming up. Okay, so let's uh, continue with our show on the Mark Sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Do, please, do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com. Use the Ford Pass app to schedule your next service at the Quick Lane if you so choose. It doesn't matter what your service interval is or if you need a repair, you can schedule it on the app. Saves you a lot of time. You can drop it off or pick up a loaner at your desire. 5707 Seven four three nine five six five is our telephone number. That's five seven zero seven four three WKOK. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com and you can text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. Some very brief news headlines here. Uh, we have a recently retired Shimokan police officer, William Zelinsky of Shimokan, announcing his candidacy for magisterial district judge. Lifelong citizen of Cold Township, he says, served as patrolman for the city of Shimokan Police Department for 20 years, says he's uniquely qualified for the position of a magistrate. You can read his full statement at WKOK.com. A young Valley native is launching a campaign for State House just in case. He's running for the 108th Legislative District, but I know you might be thinking if you follow elections, say that's not up for election. But it will be if Linda Schleiber-Culver is successful in her endeavor to become State Senator in tomorrow's special election. So, 20-year-old Jordan Dibler trying to get ahead of any other announced candidates in the 108th district. He's a Republican from Montour County. He's only 20 years old. He used to say the body isn't even cold yet. Well, yeah, it's not even dead yet. <laughs> right, so not. under this, not to use that grim analogy, but <laughs> no. that's it. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, but contingent. Well, and I think a lot of folks uh, think that uh, she has the votes behind her in this Republican-oriented district to win. So lots of folks are talking about who's going to be the next uh, state house member. The county commissioners association. Association of Pennsylvania is out with his lists of uh, legislative priorities for 2023. Joe Kantz, the Snyder County Commissioner Chairman, uh, one of the leaders of the State County Commissioners Association, says reforming Pennsylvania's top election code is critically important for counties, and he said one thing that's got to change. Counties are in favor of extending the pre-canvassing period to allow ample time for counties to prepare mail-in ballots and absentee ballots for tabulation. In addition, counties support moving back the deadline for absentee and mail-in ballot applications to 15 days prior to an election. So he will be contacting his new state senator and potentially a new state house member around here about that topic. Venango County Commissioner Albert Abramovic says that the top legislative priorities for counties is getting additional 911 funding and reauthorization of 911 systems. Other county priorities include getting more state funding for mental health services that counties provide and rural broadband access. 
Ken Live is reporting the Hershey Bears annual giant teddy bear toss was another record breaker yesterday. Of course, it took forever because uh, usually individuals at the Giants Center toss the Bears onto the ice when the Bears first score in a game. But yesterday they lost the game 0-2 to to the Islanders. So what they did was they waited until there were just a few seconds left in the game. And they started. Fans began tossing plush bears onto the ice. 67,309 bears counted. They had an army, literally an army, almost as many counters and baggers as they had bears tossed onto the ice at the Giant Center. It all benefits Central Pennsylvania Charities. So the Hershey Bear toss, a big success yesterday. Good thing they don't have elks. (laughs) <laughs> well, these bears are small, although some people do toss life-size bears onto the ice, and it takes like two people to throw oh it up my. over the glass, <laughs> the plexiglass. All right, I do have some very brief uh, news headlines here, maybe potentially conversation starters. AP reported over the weekend that voters will not see a package of proposed constitutional amendments on the statewide ballot in the May primary after deadlines set by Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro's administration came and went Friday for lawmakers to pass the measure. The amendments include a long-awaited bipartisan effort to give victims of child sexual abuse a new chance to sue perpetrators, plus two Republican-backed measures to expand voter identification requirements and empower lawmakers to cancel regulations without a governor's veto. The Republican-controlled state Senate gave its approval earlier this month, but GOP lawmakers isolated Democrats by combining measures into one bill. And the House Speaker Mark Rosie, of course, canceled session days after they failed to reach a deal on his one and only legislative priority. That's the lawsuit window for victims of child sexual assault. So he left town. He was in Philadelphia not doing his job over the weekend on a listening tour. So those, uh, uh, well, they say that that kills the deadline, but I think Josh Shapiro's deadline is arbitrary. I think that they can come up with a better deadline and get these on the ballot in time for the spring uh, ballot in May. That's just, and of course, I know everything about state elections. Um, Let's see. Uh, We talked about this on the show where the U.S. Department of Justice would not brief Marco Rubio and other key senators on uh, that are from the House and Senate Intelligence Committees on what exactly was found in the homes of President Donald Trump, President uh, Joe Biden and Vice President Mike Pence. Well, now the Department of Justice says it is, in fact, working to brief lawmakers on potential risks to national security after the discovery of those documents in a letter sent to the Senate Intelligence Committee Saturday night. It was in response to previous requests from the panel's top two members. They're reviewing the information prior to releasing it to the state senators, Mark Warner, or U.S. Senators, Mark Warner and Marco Rubio. So that should be resolved in the days ahead after they redact enough information and probably withhold some of it. And some of the blondes you know might look a little different in the months ahead. There's a new trend. It's on social media called Recession Brunettes. More women are sacrificing part of their self-care 
so that they can pay bills, energy bills in particular, but grocery bills and gasoline bills are way up. So some are going darker with their hair with less bleaching and blonding. It's the newest trend. It's called Recession Brunette. Women who have been blonde for years are showing their before and after looks on TikTok to maintain the highlights and haircuts. They say it costs about a thousand bucks a year. So why not save and go dark? Stylists say they are seeing the trend with more clients wanting to go full brunette rather than blonde, which is more expensive. Did you know it's more expensive to dye your hair blonde than brown? I had no idea. Yeah, who knew? I think, do you have to bleach hair and then you dye it blonde? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't have any hair. That's my lovely bride. She's very informed on this kind of thing. Although she does not dye her hair blonde, if that's what you're saying. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Is she a recession brunette? No, there's a purple streak on one side of her lovely head. and uh, I bet that ain't natural. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even I can see it's not the right color, but it looks fantastic. All right. So, uh, all right, we got open phones. We're going to yeah. take a quickie break. Oh, I was going to say. First sentence of something, please. Yeah, this is a story about, and Rob may want to weigh in on this, too. Former PSU quarterback commit who lost a Florida offer for a racial slur loses a Another offer, but adds one more. This is a kid who was uh, apparently going to commit to Penn State. Okay. Uh, he switched and went to Florida, but he recorded himself singing along to a rap song that had a racial slur in it. Mm-hmm. And now he is being canceled thoroughly for this. The Florida withdrew its okay. offer. All right, so we'll talk about that. Uh, uh, race yeah. a factor in recruiting and Penn State's high ideals? Is that a factor well, I, here? I, no, I think he, he said no to Penn State initially, but I think now he might be willing to come back. The question is, would Penn State have him, or should we punish this young man forever for singing along to a rap song that contained uh, a racial slur in it, as many rap songs do? But why is it okay for, for the guy to record it but not a, not to sing along with it? I'm afraid I, I'm lost here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, to be continued. All right, folks, we have open phones. We invite you to contact us. You can do so telephonically at 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-9565. It is an open day. We did talk about the Tyree Nichols death and policing and the sort of the gang beating of him uh, that's depicted in the videos a little bit about Paul Pelosi, that incident uh, in the first half hour, but it is open phones. One of the subject of our email uh, does not have anything to do with violent crime. I don't, maybe it does. Yeah, I see violent hatred and apathy in the uh, last line of that. We also have an EB email that relates to Elon Musk, so we can read that on the air. And uh, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at uh, 70236, include the key word OTM, but uh, call us 570-743-9565. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I I just don't know. Um, Me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of 
your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. Welcome back. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-9565. Upper right-hand corner, Joe, we'll sift through these emails real okay. quick. Uh, this past Sunday, my church had a guest speaker from Gideon Ministries. He told us stories of how the Bibles that the Gideons place in hotels and other public places have changed lives. I wondered if there was a correlation between the Gideons being stopped from handing out Bibles at schools or even outside of schools and the the rise in violence, hatred, and apathy in our society. Signed, Rob. Okay. Well, that's above our pay grade. Yeah, right. That's hard to tell. EB says, hardly a surprise that fake news Stan refuses to admit he was 100% wrong. He's clearly determined to twist facts or even invent them out of thin air to fit his narrative. His nickname is well-earned, and <laughs> he's on. conclusively proven that no one should be, take anything he says seriously. All right. No more name-calling, please. Oh, come on. Let's have a Until the on. next email. Then, right. Fake news Stan? Yep. A perfect description. Yay, Joe. Let Mark talk. Tom. Okay. And then this one is... Uh, About the national debt. Well, that's kind of confusing. It looks like it's some cut and pasted from somewhere else. It has a sentence in it, pasted from something else. Or, or they bold-faced <laughs> it. Just read it, Joe. All right. Ironic to note, see above, that Ronald Reagan was so high on the list of U.S. presidents to preside over increases to the national debt, given his position on big government. It seems the debt has a life of its own, despite the best intentions on the part of our leaders, quote unquote. The current national debate seems to be a manufactured crisis, a piece of political theater, which nonetheless has the potential to do serious damage to our economy. Our toxic political divide is our most dangerous issue. United we stand divided we fall. We need someone who works to bring us together and not contrive to set us against one another. Signed, George. Right, and the exact last group of people you could ever depend on doing that are currently elected to Congress, so (laughs) that's not going to happen. All right, one more EB email. And uh, for so long I've heard conservatives praising Elon Musk for his free speech approach to Twitter. I was told and heard on On the Mark many times that Musk was nothing less than a free speech savior who would get rid of the Twitter policies that would have people banned for unpopular or offensive posting. That is to say, conservatives who would no longer be banned from posting racist comments, election denial, or COVID misinformation. Now there's an inside memo suggesting that Musk personally ordered the suspension of a well-known left-wing activist. I can't wait to hear all the free speech conservatives speak out against this. I suspect I'll be waiting forever. <laughs> well, it would help if you gave us some specifics, E.B. Who, who is this well-known left-wing activist who's been decommissioned and what is it that he or she said that prompted it? So fake news EB rides again. you got to find Twitter followers who follow it a little bit farther than Joe and I do. Yeah, which I'm is, not familiar which is with none. what he did. <laughs> but, I mean, no one's saying or suggesting that there shouldn't be some standards on these platforms and that they have every right to administer some standards. I'll have to ask my lovely bride. She likes Twitter. Does she? Yeah. Is she a twit? <laughs> uh, she tweets. <laughs> she tweets. Yeah. Wouldn't you call somebody who tweets a twit? 
Uh, I would not use that word for my bride <laughs> under any circumstances or at all anybody's. whatsoever. Right, okay. Or really anybody for that matter. All right. Well, I don't remember what it is. All right. So means. back to your pen line. This is interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is, I don't know whether um, whether you've heard of this guy, Rob, Marius Stokes or Marcus Stokes. He was a former Penn State quarterback commit. And uh, he recently, he abandoned Penn State and went with Florida State. They pulled his scholarship offer, a full scholarship offer from Florida after he filmed himself rapping a song that included a racial slur. Uh, that offer is no more because it also apparently, he also then, after he was pulled from Florida, after they said no, Albany State offered him a position, which is a much less competitive mm-hmm. school. But that's been withdrawn because President Marion Ross Frederick was caught by surprise, so the school pulled its offer to Stokes, and new coach Quinn Gray, a former NFL quarterback, issued an apology. And this is what I, this is the groveling that goes on in this case. All this kid did, and maybe it's bad, I, you tell me. You're a liberal. Is it bad? If someone makes a rap song, they obviously want to sell it. So people listen to it. And if you listen sing to a song along. that you like, you sing along. And right, you sing along. Do you automatically stop if there's a lyric in there that, that you think someone else would find offensive? What color is this player? I don't know what color he is, but I, Marcus Stokes, I don't know. Does it the, matter? It doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. I wouldn't think. But let's say he was white. Would it make more of a difference than if he were well, black? Whites aren't supposed him? to use the N-word at all, and blacks but do if, sometimes to describe themselves. But there's no word that says, do not, we will not sell black rap songs containing the N-word to white people. Mm-hmm. They'll sell that music to anybody who wants to listen to it. Well, this and is, if you listen to it and like it and you want to sing along with it, is that a crime? This whole thing, whether it's Florida or Penn State or Albany, is that was the other school, right? Albany? Albany, right. Albany State. It's a, a huge teachable moment, not a huge, massive, significant, uh, life-changing punishment moment. I mean, if you have an opportunity to talk about, you know, why are we sensitive to this? Why is the N-word a verboten word? You know, if I go out and start, if I go to our, the hunting cabin or something like that, and I utter the N-word, the whole room will go silence. You know, I can use other words if you want to. I'm not a big cursor, but, you know, I know what they are. And if I use one, nobody would care. But if you use that, everybody kind of looks at you like, hello. Well, you know, <laughs> are you sure you're a lay preacher, Mark? <laughs> you know, it's like, so I think uh, it, it, this is a teachable moment. You know, where's grace in the world? Well, where's forgiveness? You know, if same if, thing. If, they, if this young man made a mistake, should he pay for the rest of his life? Should he be denied a college scholarship that obviously he earned through his per- ability to right. perform might be at a, a very, NFL fairly player. high level? Yeah, he might well be, but. You know, does this does this ruin him for life? <laughs> well, is certainly. he going to wind up playing for the, you know some third ranked pro CFL? team in Guatemala? Or? Does that still exist? The CFL? No, I think that's kaput. All right. But the Canadian Football League does exist, yes. Yeah, the, oh, the uh, CFL. I was thinking of the other one. What's that, that one that plays in the summer? The uh, USFL, they're heading into a second season in a reboot. Oh, they are. Oh, spring. Wow. Yeah, there's also uh, the Arena Football League. There's a couple of different versions of that. Well, are you familiar with Marcus Stokes? I'm not, uh, but I did look at, at just because somebody asked. He is white. He's white, okay. Mm-hmm. So then that's apparently what the problem is. He was okay. a white person singing along to a black rap song that contained the N-word. That's my surmisal. Would that be... That sounds like you're on it. But we don't know the N-word. It just says a racial remark, right? Well, usually when they say a racial slur, that's the racial slur they're referring well, to, isn't it? If he's destined to play football at Penn State or anywhere else, and uh, maybe even a career in the NFL, 
he better not harbor great uh, ill will toward blacks. Most of the players at Penn State are black, and most of the players in the NFL are black. So I would say his uh, true heart isn't going to help him to be content very much. Well, Stokes is a four-star prospect, according to 24-7 Sports. He was once committed to Penn State, but backed out of that to commit to his home state school, Florida. The Gators pulled his offer, though, after he posted the video on social media late last year, rapping a song with a racial slur in it. Hmm. Well, I think he should be given a second chance. I do, too. I do, too. I mean, it's... it's I, I don't understand the whole use of the word. If the word is terrible, it's terrible. It's terrible no matter who uses it. And I think we have to come to the realization that we can't have a double standard in this country and say that we aren't racially well, Maybe motivated. they have a zero-tolerance policy at, at Florida State. You're not allowed to utter that word at all whatsoever, black or white. Any, nobody can say it any time on the field, off the field. He never actually played yet, right? Not yet. Not okay, so he it wouldn't be in the locker room yet. But, and the, uh, the coach at, the coach at uh, Albany who made him the offer or invited him on campus, I mean, he's just groveling in the dirt, begging mm-hmm. for forgiveness for his terrible mistake of letting this kid <laughs> come on campus. He said, I didn't hold up the standard that I know you expect. Please know that my decision to speak with a student that did not meet your expectations was unacceptable. I only wanted the best for our team, athletes, and institution when I invited the student to visit ASU. As I said to our players, there is a consequence to every action. The consequences of my action brought pain to our university. I was trying to help a student get back into competition and in my haste, I did not consider the impact this decision would have on all of you. Frankly, it wasn't my place to use uh, Albany State University as the platform for redemption in this case. I regret that I used flawed judgment. If given the opportunity, I will do better. My, oh my God, God. God is groveling on the dirt and all he did is... <laughs> but other than that, I mean, this wasn't is, that bad. I, actually, I think if you said that this guy raped somebody's grandmother, <laughs> you would expect this kind of Then he'd get some forgiveness, but uh, not in this case. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Well, I guess, you know, my impression after hearing that apology is that this must be pretty egregious references, and uh, it isn't just a use of the N-word. It might be disparaging, you know, really significantly. He he was singing along to a rap song. Right. But still, his mouth is saying the words, whether he means them or not or wrote them or not. It must be so disparaging that there's just no redemption. And there is that double standard that African-Americans can say that. Yes. And it's okay. But Caucasian Americans can't. Under no circumstances at all whatsoever, singing along or any other time, apparently. So... Right. So, okay. I don't think any black person should be sing- allowed to sing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> okay. And you then, go ahead and think that. And when you hear it, you'll be offended. I will All be. right. Let's take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll entertain calls on this particular topic, plus the police beating videos that are out. And uh, you can uh, participate in the show right now. 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WDKOK. You can email us. We have no more emails to read, so you can send one to on the mark at WKOK.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. (laughs) 
Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We talked about a Penn well, it was a person recruited by Penn State, ended up going to Florida, but then a young man did a video that included some sort of a racial slur, either throughout or at least once. He was singing along with a song. Singing along with a rap song. Right. And Florida pulled a scholarship. Albany offered him one, but then in the most contrite apology I think I've ever heard, the coach at Albany said he should have never done that because it irritated people on campus. And, and to I like that, that. He, he said, uh, I regret that I used flawed judgment. If given the opportunity, I will do, do better. It makes it sound like he thinks Jeez. he's going to be fired for inviting Well, he's probably in, in uh, water, you know, su- not suspension, but uh, how do you know if a coach is suspended in, in January? I think that a football coach, that might be a little hard to detect. He may have had a bad season. <laughs> right. Bob, you're on the mark. You want to react to this? Please go right ahead. Yeah, I lost my job over that. Oh, the end was. I was in Ocean City, Maryland, singing a, a rap song with the word nigger in it. And the uh, hotel staff... Oh, well, <laughs> they hit the wrong button. There we go. And called the police. And the police asked me to leave. And I'm like, I'm not leaving. So they arrested me for disorderly conduct. Long story short. Okay. Well, we can't even say that on the radio, so... <laughs> What's that? Oh, the blackbird? Yes. Oh, the N-word. Yes, yes, we call it the N word here. You, however, yeah, used it. So. But but they they sling it out left and right. You know, it's fine for them to do it, but it's bad for us to do it. And they can call us white trash, and we can't do nothing about it, right? <laughs> well, well, I mean, there is definitely a double standard, and I can understand how the word is hurtful. You know, just from from its history, it's hurtful. Well, it has a lot of weight, right? But in other yeah. words, if you record a song, I mean, it's different if you just say it, Bob. If you, you you were you were singing a song too, and you sang that word, and you got in trouble. But you know, it's different if you're singing along with a song that somebody who is a person of color wrote. They include that word in it. They obviously wanted you to buy their song, buy their music, so you would listen to it. And then, God forbid, you sing along with it, and you get in trouble. That just doesn't make sense to me. I know, but that's that's how far it is today. It's sad. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Can't we have some curbs on society? I think it's a good thing that we don't use that word. It's a, it's a, certainly the prerogative of other people to use it if they wish to, of any color, but uh, I certainly don't. All right. Uh, well, one last thing is uh, Democrats get out tomorrow and vote. It's an important election, and uh, we got to take uh, back the Senate. The state senate. Well, you, well, you could ain't chip gonna it, happen. You could chip away at it. <laughs> Joe's the we'll predictor. See. Okay. All right. Have a good day. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. We You've heard of Alice in Wonderland. That's Bob in Wonderland. If he thinks it's going to turn, <laughs> well, he's just hoping. He didn't right, say okay. it would happen. All right. On the topic of the young that football we're player, says I totally agree with Joe on the double standard. If an African American would have sung along, that would have been uh, that would have raised the same amount of stink that this has. Why are the rappers allowed to use these words. It makes no sense. If this young man was just uh, spouting these words out of the blue, that would be a different story. I wish that all people would not be looking to say, woe is me, someone offended me. We each need to be accountable for what we do and say. To punish this young man this way is not right in my book. I agree with that completely. Okay. I mean, there should have been a repercussion. Some, As you pointed out, it should be a teachable moment. Someone should say to him, listen, it's never acceptable for a white person to say that word, you know, and then you explain to me why it's never acceptable. Well, then you may have a little trouble with that with me if, if other people use it and it's okay. I can't understand why I can't use it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to explain the history of the word, how hurtful it is. 
Well, and, and the when other. you do that, uh, forgive me, but when you do that, then how do you explain that people who are offended and hurt by it use it? <laughs> right. I got gotcha. you. Well, but it's it's a weighted word in the U.S. And we talk about the black and brown community. That came up when we were having our police discussion earlier. It isn't a phrase I use very often. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not a member of it. And I, I, I only uh, hear what, what, what there is to say about it. But it is a separate community than the white community. And like you and I are in the uh, white, milk toast, boring community. And we're not in the interesting well, you are, but I'm not. So um, I just think that uh, it's it, it's it's different. Well, and the other aspect with this football player is you have an individual that committed infractions in a bunch of private organizations. You know, the Penn State. Well, it never had a. Uh, it doesn't have a current offer from Penn State, but at Florida's Florida State. Now, what infractions it? did he commit? I, well, this I use of the N word. I, I think they, they they let's let's suppose Florida doesn't want. Anybody at all whatsoever to use the N-word at all whatsoever, any color, any time, period. All right, okay. let's, but they're a private organization, and if they want to come up with that rule, they are certainly at liberty to do so. Albany State University, private organization. If they have a policy that under no circumstances at all whatsoever, then whomever recru- recruited them uh, should seek contrition shortly thereafter, or, uh, should be contrite afterward, because they allowed somebody maybe to come on campus who was on campus, who had used that. So that's the dilemma here. They're so private words, organizations. no one is allowed on campus who ever used that word? Well, <laughs> I think the campus would I mean, be half empty. Sta- yeah, I think what kind of a standard do we have? I mean, even if I'm, if I'm talking to you off mic and I'm trying to explain to you what somebody said, I might actually use that word without mm-hmm. without any ill intent in my heart. Mm-hmm. I just might, I'm explaining to you what if somebody we were off said. Mic. Right, if we were off mic. But I know that on mic, that's inappropriate and unacceptable. All the time. All the time. And that young man, you know, should have been told the reasons why this is unacceptable, the reasons why it's a problem. You know, you could say on the surface he should have known that just inherently, but how how can you say that? Right. You know, he, in the moment he was making a video, how many times on TikTok and I'm not on it, but I've heard, and my grandson is, and he's shown me things, have people sung along with a song right, and posted it. That used to be the whole purpose of TikTok, <laughs> right. I think. Now, of course, it's expanded. So, you know, what's the problem? If you're singing along, the song shouldn't have been recorded in the first place, or it should have been sold with a disclaimer, no white person may sing along to this song. Okay. On penalty of being ostracized. Well, like I said, there are private organizations. You know, these aren't public entities. Like Penn State, Florida State probably gets some public dollars, but they still operate privately. So if that's if they have a 100% lock-tight, zero-tolerance policy at all whatsoever, <laughs> you can't be recruited or signed up or applied to the university if you've ever used that word under any circumstances. And then they found out he did, then that's that. I'd love to hear the context of it, just how egregious a use is it. You know, you, you mentioned, like, singing along with White Christmas. Well, I know the words well enough so that I could blurt out some of the words as it goes along, but I haven't memorized the whole right. song. A person of color should sing, I'm dreaming of a Christmas. They <laughs> have to beep it up. <laughs> All right, folks, uh, we're going to take another quickie break, but we will invite you to contact us on this topic. Uh, this is the recruitment Well, uh, let me just tell you what he dilemma. said. Oh, okay, the he young said, man. I was in my car listening to rap music, rapping along to the words, and posted a video of it on social media. He wrote on Twitter following the uproar. I deeply apologize for the words in the song that I chose to say. It was hurtful and offensive to many people, and I regret that. 
That's the perfect, reasonable apology. If one is required, that was a good one. Oh, no, he should do one Whereas, like the coach. What coach Quinn Gray of Albany State should get the award for, for groveling. groveling. Academy Award for groveling. <laughs> they should have a, uh, a a trophy that has uh, a man on his hands and knees crawling, you know, looking up, seeking <laughs> forgiveness from whoever's in front of him, you know, with his hands clenched together in prayer. prayer in front right. of him. Please, please. Because uh, all I did is invite this young man on campus and suggest that maybe we should what the coach said, it's not our place or my place to give him redemption. Well, gee, whose place is If somebody doesn't step up and say, this young man not only well, yeah, deserves football redemption. Coaching, usually it has sort of that family approach where the family is, or the the coach is sort of a father figure and the players look up to the father. Certainly Joe Paterno set that standard that they would look up to him for leadership and wisdom and moral, moral guidance in addition to great football sure. opportunities. So, all right, folks, what is your view on this topic? Call us immediately. Joe has one other thing we can talk about if uh, we need to. Oh, you don't. I do. Oh, I thought I thought you did. I brought something. I'll show it to you while we're off mic. Okay. Uh, you can call us now, though. Put us out of our misery of finding our own material. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. That's five seven zero seven four three WKOK. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK dot com and text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, Mike, the idea that the Sheriff's Department in, in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, was seen on the video apparently for the first time. There was no uh, prior knowledge that, uh, if I'm picking this up right, and I haven't read tons of this, but the Sheriff's Department helped respond to this at the time, and uh, now they're in hot water, too. What, suspended? Right. They were suspended, but I, I think it's unclear whether they were responding to it or whether they happened upon it. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to say, but that, there's more of that. Plus, the EMTs involved in this got in hot water for responding particularly slowly. So, uh, or not responding. Really, they might have got there fast, but they didn't do anything when they got there. So, that's in play. And we're talking about the, the uh, Tyree Nichols death and the police video. Uh, Joe, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. We've got another caller coming in. They'll probably help us wrap up the show. Please go right ahead. All right, maybe uh, Joe can help me out. You both uh, included there, though. Uh, the chief of police in Memphis, um, Chief Davis is her name. I, I can find out some things, but she was hired in 2021. But did she incorporate the Scorpion uh, outfit, or was it in place when she got there? You don't know that. She, start, no, she started. She started it. it. Okay. 
So uh, I, I was wondering at Joe's position. That's why I mentioned him. Is that mayor and uh, you know you deal with the the police, the the mayor, and that, I mean, what kind of reports do you get? Like very vague, or do you get like kind of detailed reports? What's going on with the police in Smoking Dam? I get what I ask for. Oh, well, that, well, then if you want to turn your head to something bad, then it's, uh, right? Well, I You got, don't ask for, like, I'm, I'm trying to think no, of this No, what I'm saying, I wasn't, I wasn't, trying, wasn't trying to blow you off. I just knew and what the police chief knew was going on, you know, on the, uh, and you guys had touched on that these guys are hired and given uh, leeway to use more force because they're sent into the what is known as, uh, you know, like the crime areas. So they're going to run into more uh, different type of criminal right. than you would, you know, on the street, basically, maybe at any given time. So, Well, they're supposed to interdict uh, violent crime at its source or actually before it starts if they can. They're I, supposed I to be proactive. on what the chief knew and what the mayor would know, and that's why I'm kind of, you know... But I know what the, their job is. But what I mean, did the chief know that uh, the, there was some of this strong arm? I mean, to an excess, or would, wouldn't she know? I would think she'd have to be aware of the fact right. that they uh, were they yeah, that's what I thought reported. too. It makes right. sense that you know you could kind of like be uh, encouraged that the crime rate's going down, but the chief would see that you know there's a lot more forceful encounters, which is maybe not what you exactly want, but you have to do that. So my question is then, why isn't there a call for her resignation, or did I miss something? Did they do that? Oh, there may well be. I haven't seen any you yeah, and me cry. neither, and I, I actually heard people praising her, her job, and that didn't, that sounded bad. Like the Uvalde uh, chief of police, they, I mean, they just like came down and crushed him, you know, after they kind of knew what was going on. I'm not saying that's wrong either, that he was forced to resign, but even the mayor in Memphis, you know, would have to know something about this well, scorpion unit. She but, is she is a person of color herself, so maybe that's right. why there's no you and cry to get rid of her. Right. That, well, that's what I was thinking because she's a, a black woman placed there, the first uh, female ch- chief of police in Memphis. But actually, uh, one little tidbit before that. She was uh, demoted and fired from her job as a police officer in uh, uh, in Atlanta for, guess what, a cover-up. So really? I, I think this that? stuff has been going on. I, I think, uh, it, I didn't know if anybody heard that, but it's been reported here. I'm reading an article. But just to surmise that right. why would you hire that person when that's the least thing you want in a police department as a cover-up? All right, well. Grace comes to mind. We talked about that before. Maybe she yeah. took oh that my. Well, well, maybe uh, they found well, out Grace that she were yeah. falsely accused or something. This is Redemption Day on on the mark. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Boy, mark is going there a lot. To, I, I'm wow. Okay. Well, that, that's why we live in a in a um, society like we do. Everybody gets grace. All the criminals get grace. And Mark a lot. Amazing. He likes it because he can live in Nori, and you know he's never affected by the wow, crime okay. that he uh, got, got a lot of. You got a lot of weight on that stuff there, Joe. Good job. All right. Thank Thanks you, sir. Right. Thanks Take for care. calling in. All right, Chris, you're on the mark. 
Yeah, was that Penn State or University of Penn that the uh, incident happened? Penn State. Well, it was. It happened uh, when he had withdrawn his commitment to Penn State, and instead accepted an offer from from Florida. Okay, so that means they weren't private universities because Albany State is not a private university. Right, they it's are state. The universities. one in Georgia, in fact, the one in Georgia is a historically black college. Right, they're all state. Enough. All state universities involved here. And yes, yeah, so, well. But, Mark was saying they were private institutions. That's well, they why. run them privately. Like Penn State's not a private university. They get some state funding, but they're not an arm of the government. At least Penn State is. I don't know about the other schools. Okay, and then Florida is, too. Uh, it was a land-grant college, and uh, from the way uh, the government has been treating it, they do have to follow certain orders from him about what they can teach and stuff. Well, that's why I asked the good questions. Yes. And uh, the police were not out on a call. I believe uh, 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 Joe said the police were on a call. It was a pulled-over traffic stop for not having a turn signal on, supposedly, although they had no evidence of that except the cop's word. I thought it was. I thought Chris. I thought it was reckless driving. They said he was reckless driving, and there was nothing on the videos to indicate that he was. Yeah, apparently somebody said he used. He didn't use a turn signal when he changed lanes. It's uh, it's one of those driving with black things, an excuse to pull black drivers over. Pretty much, you can probably see that. And it was a. Fairly, uh, those 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 special units uh, do violate rights a lot. It's uh, sort of what their their mission has always been, and eventually they run into trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you weigh that, Chris? About, against uh, Chris about the Pelosi thing. Can I, Chris? And, can I ask uh, you a question before you move on, Chris? Can I ask you a question well, before you move on? How would you rate the value of those units versus the detriment that they create? I mean, it, do you see well, any I have redemption? No knowledge in the in the thing, but I I I suppose they do decrease crime, but they uh, do it at the cost of violations and uh, having people hate the police. Yeah, they have more infractions. And I don't think uh, when you balance that out, I don't think it's a very good deal. Okay. Because they they sweep people up in nets. Now uh, the Chicago police, for instance, were torturing people. Now they were pretty, as far as I know, everybody they tortured was probably of criminal element. But uh, I don't think that's exactly the way you want your police doing things. But you know, I'm not member of the right wing, so I don't know if you agree over on your side. You oh, know? yeah, torture is part of their shit. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, favor yeah, of that. Yeah. Right. But Chicago Chicago had... always, torture confessions were always part of the police in, uh, in, in most major cities and even in small towns. Chicago has a long kind history of, a of abusing human rights during their, if you recall, 1968, they were accused of having a police riot in Chicago. So they were. I don't think Chicago and, is the uh, the shining example. That's true. But the uh, fake news stand, uh, the reason it took three months to come out is because the defense and the prosecutors did not want to have the film out before the trial. Okay. Neither side did for a legal reason. All right. Thanks, Chris. And that's we're- why it took so long. 
And he was just believing what he wanted to believe from phony sources and inaccurate sources that had been corrected. All right, you're listening to WDK, OK Sunbury.